We have some new figures from a national survey of children aged 12 to 18 about the impact that body image concerns are having on them. And the results are concerning, to say the least. Body dissatisfaction and body image concerns are exceptionally high in young Australians. I cannot stress enough how much this stuff is affecting young people every single day. I was just a lot more concerned about how I looked and I didn't want to focus on schooling as much. One of the young boys I was working with wants to do dancing and he is in a larger body and he goes, I'm, I don't mind dancing by myself, but I don't want to go to one of the classes that I really want to go to because I think people will laugh and make fun of me. This is Butterfly Let's Talk. I'm Sam Eichen. The survey we're talking about is Butterfly's Body Kind Youth Survey. It was designed by experts and more than 1,600 kids from all around Australia, from all walks of life, responded clearly that body image is a huge issue for them and it really impacts on their lives. We had something like almost half of our samples saying that they felt dissatisfied with the way that they looked and nearly one in three were mostly or completely dissatisfied. That's Helen Bird, Education Manager from Butterfly Foundation and the brains behind this year's Body Kind Youth Survey. We had 90% say that they had some level of concern about their body image and with one in three being very or extremely concerned. Our findings also show that there's a real cost to young people's body dissatisfaction uh, with a significant number sort of limiting their involvement in everyday activities such as like their sports, going to the beach, hanging out with their friends, um, going clothes shopping. But it's also um, really interestingly impacting on their learning. We had something like 50% of young people saying that their body image um, had stopped them to some extent, putting their hand up in class, focusing on their schoolwork and for some even going to school. That's staggering. Were there any other surprising stats that came up? Well, inevitably, of course, we asked young people about their social media use. Um, and six in 10 said that they were spending more time on social media than they would like. But worryingly, 50% of them said that social media made them feel dissatisfied with how their body looked. Prior to Butterfly's Body Kind Youth Survey, there was no national data on body image experiences of young people in this age group, that is 12 to 18. We'll hear from some experts in just a moment, but first, I think we should talk to some actual young people about it. Jess and Crystal go to the same high school in Sydney. It was mainly in my younger years of high school, about like 13, 14 is when I know I started having a bit of concerns with my body image. Did that affect your schooling or how you behaved or anything like that yeah yeah no it definitely affected how I behaved like the clothes I'd wear and like how I'd act I'd act like a lot more shy in front of people I guess so Jess from the survey was there anything that jumped out that you thought was remarkable yeah it's actually funny because I was reading the survey and that exact fact stood out to me. It was around 50% of young people said that body image stopped them from some extent from going to school and focusing on their schoolwork. Like that, that one really upset me because it kind of just shows us how body image has such a negative effect on your academics and what you do. But neither of you seem very surprised about these results. I don't think there was anything surprising about the results. I think we all know that body image is a big concern among young people now. 
but it is just disappointing that these are the results. Like, I wish they weren't. I kind of have the same opinion. Nothing really surprised me. It was all like you would expect it, and that's kind of sad. It, it's really sad that I, you could expect all of those answers. It wasn't really surprising. I cannot stress enough how much this stuff is affecting young people every single day. Um, particularly with how involved young people are with social media. Stella Latikos is a mental health trainer and a counsellor who also works with Butterfly as a sessional presenter. What I love doing is hearing from the young people what they actually think about body image, how they think certain, certain parts of society like media, social media, for example, how it directly influences or impacts their body image so it's often this kind of like two-way dialogue that we have with young people sometimes we talk about social media as like oh yeah social media is ruining the lives of young people and whilst I wouldn't say that that statement is completely accurate because there are some really positive sides of social media in my experience a lot of young people are being negatively impacted on by what's being posted on social media what's being shared and just growing up in this diet culture in this appearance obsessed culture they really loudly clearly told us that they wanted uh, social media companies to do to take more responsibility and to do more to support them so that's things like they were asking for you know more diversification in body and beauty ideals and they want social media platforms to have more controls in place around the promoting dieting and weight loss and kind of inaccurate health information Social media is definitely making this problem a lot worse. Yeah, how, how's it doing that? They're, they're portraying these ideal body types and ideal like beauty standards with all these filters and um, Photoshop and all that. And they only like show the best version of people. They don't show who they really are. Yeah, it's, it's all pretty... It's it's pretty fake, isn't it? None of it's yeah, real. Fake. So what do you do? Like what sort of social media do you use? Do you do you see this kind of thing? <laughs> well, I, I do have social media, but um so I have I usually use Instagram the most, I guess. Um, but I usually don't see that type of content because I only follow things that I like and I know won't make me feel bad about my body. I think I mainly use TikTok. <laughs> Um, but TikTok really gives you what you want to see, I feel like. So kind of the same as Crystal. I feel like it's all been filtered out. The stuff that I wouldn't usually want to see, it's been filtered out. So it's all pretty positive on my side. That's great. And how is it filtered out? Is that something that you've had to do? Well, I think the algorithm picks up what you want to look at. But also if I see something I don't like, you can choose like, I'm not interested in this or I don't want to see any of this. For most of us, it's not realistic to think that we can shelter our children from social media. It's become such an ingrained part of the world that we live in. Like it or not, they're going to be affected by it in one way or another. Now, if you're thinking, oh, look, everybody has some sort of body image concerns. It's pretty normal when you're developing. That's very true. But remember that you probably grew up before the incredibly intense influence of social media where opportunities to compare your body with so-called ideal bodies are off the charts. But an encouraging point to come from this survey was that many kids are at least somewhat aware of the distress that it can cause, and they want to see changes in the way that social media presents body ideals and beauty standards, as well as stricter guidelines around harmful content. 
We asked them about their social media literacy skills. Um, so things like taking a break, um, unfollowing thing, pages or content that make them feel bad and posting authentically and, and taking action against online bullying. Few of them really are engaging in social media s- strategies. So the 17 year, 18, 18 year olds are perhaps a little bit better at this, but certainly the younger ones, the 12 year olds who are probably new to social media were the least likely to be using um, social media literacy skills. So this really points to the need to kind of introduce those strategies early, uh, hopefully before they start using these platforms. When I was going through probably the the most difficult time I've ever been through with my body image and my eating and exercise, when I actually went and saw professional help, the first thing they got me to do was go through my Instagram because that was like a really triggering place for me at that point in time. And it was right. They were right. My whole Instagram feed were models, celebrities, influencers that all looked the same, dressed the same, posted like, you know, the half naked photo. So, of course, when you see that stuff constantly, you're not going to feel great about yourself. Two thirds of young people who responded said that they never take a break from social media because it's affecting how they felt about their bodies. And half said that they never or rarely unfollow accounts that make them feel negative about their bodies. So we have got a lot of work to do around social media literacy. Another major driver of negative body image is appearance-based teasing. And while we've talked about appearance-based teasing in previous episodes, let's note that an overwhelming proportion of young people, age 12 to 18, say they have experienced it and that it mostly happens at school and that it's really quite damaging to their self-worth and their self-esteem. The other major statistic that I'd probably want to highlight is that um, 70% had said that they had experienced appearance-based teasing and the overwhelming majority of that occurred at school. And this was a particular issue for our gender diverse and LGBTQIA plus youth. According to Stella, school is not the only place where kids are developing a negative body image. One of the most common, and it's also the saddest one, is I'll often have young people come up to me after the presentation and say something like, my parents keep telling me that I'm fat and need to lose weight. Or my parents, I know they love me, but they're really making me feel bad about myself. They're buying clothes that are too small. They're saying I need to go on a diet. They're, you know, all all this sort of stuff. And they come up to me and ask, what do I do? And that's, as you can imagine, that's, it's extremely difficult because there are so many young people out there that, okay, yeah, they might come to school and they might sit in one of our presentations and go, yeah, I'm going to love and accept myself the way that I am and who cares about diet culture and I'm going to be, you know, focused on my health, not the way that I look, which is all well and good, but then they go home and they're in an environment where it's just so toxic. Um, and that honestly, Sam, I find is so challenging because we're a presenter you know, we're with them for an hour, if that, it's hard that it's so difficult to do anything in that situation. Because I mean, I, I wish every young person that came up to me and shared that with me, I wish I could sit their parents down and have a talk with them. Um, but I think young people in those situations, it's it's one of the most common things that 
their the people around them are quite negative, quite toxic, and really enforcing what you just mentioned there earlier, Sam, around appearance is everything. And if you don't hit certain standards, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not valid. And that's what I hear a lot of young people struggling with. And it's coming from their parents. It's coming from their siblings. It's coming from their friends. And that's a really difficult thing. Low body esteem is really uncomfortable in the moment, but it has serious flow-on consequences for life outcomes. It can negatively impact a young person's future mental and physical health, their career, their relationships, their ability to connect socially with other people. It can affect almost every aspect of somebody's life. So I predominantly work with Aboriginal kids who have had suicide attempts or engage in non-suicidal self-injury. But I am starting to see a lot more kids turning up with um, disordered eating patterns as well. This is AJ Williams-Chen. He's a registered nurse, social worker and an accredited mental health worker. When I told him about some of the survey results, he found them concerning but not surprising. We know that adolescent mental health is actually quite higher than what we presume. And when we're talking about mental illness in general, we are talking about everything, or I'm talking about everything from um, ongoing anxiousness to anxiety, all the way through to all the other disorders ex exist, including actually being diagnosed with an eating disorder. So I'm not surprised that uh, one, mental health is high, but also that uh, in relation to body image is actually also in that particular age group. The kids that I work with, the young women are still often pressured to feel thin but still remain some sort of curvy kind of shape of a body. Uh, young men often report they want to be tall, thin and muscular. And again, I think they're picking that from, that from the ideal media portrayals of what people should be looking like. But they also say to me things like, they're also looking at role models that they might have. So if they've got a role model in football, what's that sporting person look like? Or what's that actor look like? Or what's that musician look like? And because they're seeing these people up, up front in the, in the media, on, news, on magazines, on um, or basically social media at all, this is the image that they're starting to get. And they're going, I don't look like this. How can I start, start to look like this? So I'm seeing them in sometimes the early stages when they're actually just looking at it. I know what I am at the moment and I thought I was comfortable, but now I'm seeing what I could be or should be. How do I actually get to there? I have noticed, though, when I go and speak to all boys' schools, it's a very different experience to anything else that I do with Butterfly. Um, because, you know, he, if you think about it, historically, all this stuff that we talk about, body image, eating disorders, diet, exercise, has very much been thought of as being something that only pertains to or affects women. It's, you know, and, and when you look at historically as well, the conversations, the marketing, the advertising, all the stuff that's been going on in this space historically has been centered around those who identify as female. So going out to all boys schools, I find it really interesting because there's often that air of, we don't need to hear this. Like why have they booked in a chat about body image? And sometimes I don't think young guys are very 
very quick to to you know understand okay this is really relevant because yeah okay I'm not so concerned about some things that we that we we speak about in the presentation but I am concerned about getting big and muscly and going to the gym and steroids and all this stuff and it's like well that's that's your body image darling like that's the same kind of thing we're talking about here Boys say they do, they're not really looking at each other in the bathroom, but they get, can't help notice it when they get changed and stuff. You know, they're taller, they're shorter, they're hairier, they're not exactly where they might be in, in their puberty cycle as well. And they start to become quite self-conscious about that. Um, I, they also talk about personal factors uh, like, like low self-esteem, uh, depression is another one. Um, when they start to feel down, they actually look at their bodies and actually go, this, and it kind of justifies to themselves why I might be depressed. Um, and yeah. I would also say, too, the appearance of bullying is something that's also has appeared. And I think with the, a lot of the kids that I work with in a um, clinical setting, I'd reckon about 90 of them will have some sort of appearance bullying discussion with me. And it's not just with other students at school, but it can also be with some of the teachers making comments as well. There's a significant cost for body dissatisfaction in young people. It can cause them to limit their involvement in sport, social activities, schoolwork, and speaking up about what matters to them. Uh, one of the young boys I was working with wants to do dancing, and he is in a larger body, and he goes, I'm... I don't mind dancing by myself, but I don't want to go to one of the classes that I really want to go to because I think people will laugh and make fun of me. So that's then preventing him from actually doing something that he really wants to do. And he used to do dancing when he was younger as well, but he wanted to go back into it. But he goes, I don't think I would be accepted in my body shape. And I'm just going, my question to him was accepted by who? Yeah, good Yourself question. or other people around you? And I think it was a bit of both, if that makes sense. The majority of young people want schools to do more to stop appearance-based teasing from happening. And they want more resources available for students who are struggling with their body image. I think it's really hard, like, with the legal system and with schooling and stuff to implement things that can actually make a difference because people have already made up their minds on what they like and what they don't like. They always want to do something that will make them feel better about themselves. But... I guess the main thing is, yeah, starting education from a younger age about, you know, how everyone is different and everyone looks different and that's okay and that's a good thing. And you know, having more counselling options and more being stricter with um, with bullying and that. Do you think the people who, are, who, who would, the bullies themselves, do you think mm -hmm. that if they knew that how big a difference that's going to make on someone's life, they'd, they'd stop? I think they already know and I think they just don't care. But I think if they were educated about it way earlier before they started acting like this, it could make a difference. Unsurprisingly, the majority couldn't remember receiving any body image education during their primary school years and only about a third during their um, secondary school years. But 80% said that they wanted schools to do more. So they were asking for more support, more resources, better trained staff and, of course, for schools to take action against that appearance, teasing and bullying. In terms of our educators, it's clear that we need to start our prevention efforts 
early so we can stop these issues from developing. And that's relevant for all students in all bodies, but we really do need to make sure that the needs of LGBTQIA plus youth and gender diverse youth are really considered, making sure that schools are environments where all bodies are treated with kindness and respect and that those students particularly have um, are linked into support. And we young people were also telling us that they wanted to hear um, body image education as part of the curriculum and that they wanted to hear from other young people that had um, overcome uh, body image struggles or other young people generally. So I think there's a real opportunity here for um, young people to role model, look, schools to look for opportunities for young people to role model and for peer-led body image education programs. I definitely think all boys schools is an area that we could be tapping into a little bit more. And I'd love to speak to more boys groups because, you know, at, at, yeah, well, as nice. you probably know, the, the stats around body image issues and eating disorders in young men is peaking, like it's going up exponentially, right? So I think it would be great to get out to more of those kinds of cultures or communities um, but honestly, like because because this stuff affects and relates to everyone, like this this issue, body image, the way that we feel about ourselves, our diet choices, our exercise choices, it's not exclusive to any one group or any one culture, any one age or gender. So in terms of what parents can do, obviously we want them to um, be aware of the increased risk of body dissatisfaction for gender diverse um, and uh, LGBTQIA plus youth. Really would love parents to empower their um, children with social media literacy strategies so that they can source and identify the really helpful stuff and filter out the harmful body image content and the health misinformation. And like schools, we would love um, parents to instigate a zero tolerance to appearance-based teasing in the home because after schools, the home was the next most frequently indicated place for appearance teasing, more, more so than social media. One of the most important takeaways from this survey for young people who feel like withdrawing from things they'd otherwise be doing and want to do because they're not happy with their bodies is that they're not alone. I've put a link to the survey in the show notes, and you can see for yourself there are lots of young people who are in the same boat. In fact, it's the norm rather than the exception. Being an adolescent isn't an easy thing to start off with. We need to realise that. The, the way that we're, or the way that they're expected to be to making these life long decisions especially in years in years like 10 and year 11 and 12 the stuff for university and even first year of universities there's a lot of pressure already there what they don't need is pressure on what i look like and and it's not like just not how i look but when you ask me that question like or you say that statement you're actually trying to make me justify why i look like this and why i look like this is sometimes hard because it's made up of genetics. It's made up of uh, how I care about myself and my skin and a whole lot of stuff. But it's about giving people really good, positive self-esteem and, and empowerment to be the person that they are, not the person that you your is someone else's ideal 
or an ideal of a person that they're not, if that makes sense? We have a really clear call to action at Butterfly, and that's around being uh, kinder to our bodies. Um, so practicing body kindness. Uh, so that's the way we speak about our body, the way we fuel and nourish our body, the way we practice self-compassion and the way we move our body. That, that all matters. And so being kinder to our bodies can really help us in terms of our physical and emotional health and help us to kind of get through life and be all that we can be. And again, in our, in our survey, we were told that six in 10 young people said that they wouldn't, um, reach out to someone if they weren't feeling good in their body so you know another key aspect of being kind to our bodies is if you're struggling to try and reach out for help and we know that's pretty scary and for lots of young people but there are people in their lives so services there's people at school that can um, support them with that I actually just kind of want them to be be able to find someone that they can talk to about these issues without feeling embarrassed, if that makes sense, and realising that a lot of the adults that you talk to have actually already been adolescents before. So that's a good start to actually go... All of them, in they fact. Have some, they have actually experienced some of this stuff before. Maybe not exactly what you're experiencing right now, but they've got a pretty good idea how the body actually changes and, and works. That talking about body image isn't shouldn't be stigmatizing or shouldn't be um, a bad thing as well. I think talking to my friends will help because if you surround yourself with a good group of people, they're always there to support you and they're always going to try to make you feel better about yourself and, you know, let you know that it's okay for whatever you're feeling. Getting more... Um foundations like butterfly foundation um coming into the school and talking to students and also peer education i was looking at something the other day and um having students make presentations maybe and you know talking about this to open up a conversation that everyone feels comfortable with to look at the survey or just to get some highlights, it's all on the Body Kind Youth Survey page in butterfly.org.au. There's a direct link to it in the show notes. The number to call for support right now is the Butterfly Helpline on 1800 334673. That's 1800 ED Hope. They're open from 8 a.m. till midnight, seven days a week. So if you're struggling right now and you need some help, please give them a call. You can also chat online at butterfly.org.au or email support at butterfly.org.au. Butterfly Let's Talk is produced by Icon Media for Butterfly Foundation with the support of Waratah Education Foundation Limited. I am your host and producer, Sam Icon. Our executive producer is Camilla Beckett. We have lived experience support from Kate Mulray and many thanks to Melissa Wilton for her support as well. Now, if we could ask a little favor, could you leave us a rating and a review in the app that you're listening to this on right now? The more positive, the better, obviously. We would be eternally grateful. I'm Sam Eichen. Thank you so much for your company. <laughs>